This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 6.04. We have reports of some fog around the region, especially in those River Valley areas. Right now, 45 degrees. Fair skies above the cloud level at the airport. Sunshine today and a high in the low to mid 70s. A Republican rewrite of Pennsylvania election law is now in the hands of the state Senate after a tense debate in the House of Representatives. The bill that passed on Tuesday would mandate voter identification, alter registration, and ballot counting deadlines and give conservatives the auditing procedures they have demanded. It got out of the state house on a 110 to 91 vote yesterday in spite of Democratic Governor Tom Wolf's veto threat. It would change the registration deadline from 15 days to 30 days before an election. Mail-in ballots would have to be requested 15 days before the vote. Drop boxes for mail-in ballots would be limited to seven days before an election. Rochester Mayor Lovely Warren, who was running for re-election under a cloud of controversy, has lost her race for a third term in yesterday's primary. Warren came up short in the Tuesday Democratic primary against City Councilman Malik Evans. Warren had remained defiant through a tumultuous second term during which both she and her husband were indicted. She for alleged campaign finance violations and he for alleged drug trafficking both have pleaded not guilty. A Broome County jail inmate is expected to be sentenced to five years in prison for breaking the jaw of a fellow inmate. 20-year-old Stefan Godbay pleaded guilty on Tuesday in Broome County Court to a felony count of assault. Prosecutors say Godbay had been accused of attacking the other inmate on January 30th. He was being held at the jail for a probation violation. According to the district attorney's office, he is to be sentenced to five years in state prison with five years post-release supervision, and sentencing is scheduled for August. While the wrath of the coronavirus pandemic appears to be fading, COVID-19 is still claiming lives. Broome County health officials report another death from COVID-19, bringing the death toll to 352. Broome had four new cases reported yesterday. Shenango County had no new cases, while Tioga and Cortland reported one additional case each. No other counties in the southern tier reported additional deaths, though, yesterday. New York State reports 250, 260 new positive tests results for the coronavirus in the Tuesday update and eight more deaths. There have been 2,094,923 cases since the start of the pandemic in New York and 42,936 New Yorkers have died since the outbreak began in March of last year. Five million dollars in emergency funding is coming to public housing authorities in the state outside of New York City, with a portion of that earmarked for the Binghamton Housing Authority. U.S. Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand say the funding is being allocated in the American Rescue Plan. Binghamton is getting $251,352, while the Ithaca Housing Authorities is being given... to support tenant-based rental assistance for individuals at risk for homelessness. 
The largest allocation to so-called upstate housing authorities is going to the Rochester Housing Authority, which is set to receive $1,357,608. In addition to combating homelessness, the funding is aimed at assisting people who are fleeing domestic violence, human trafficking, or sexual assault. Local police will be able to use radar to enforce speed limits under a bill that has passed the Pennsylvania Senate. Senators voted 49 to 1 yesterday for the legislation. Local jurisdictions would have to pass their own ordinance, train police on using radar guns, and follow rules for regular testing and calibration of the speed measuring devices. For the first three months of use, only warnings could be issued. Pennsylvania has long limited the use of radar to state police and repeated efforts to to allow it for local enforcement have never succeeded. The bill has been set on to the House for its consideration. WMBF First News Time 608. And a bit of a warning as we're getting closer to the 4th of July. Authorities say fireworks explosion inside a pickup truck has critically injured a man in eastern Pennsylvania over the weekend. Police said the 35-year-old man was sitting inside the truck when the fireworks detonated just before 10 p.m. on Sunday. He was rushed to Lehigh Valley Hospital in critical condition with injuries that Chief Troy Shantz called severe. Police, first responders, and the Allentown Bomb Squad were called to the scene and found the truck heavily damaged with all of its windows blown out. Investigators determined the man had purchased the fireworks about a year ago and was not involved in their manufacture. It's 609, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WMBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WMBF 1290. WMBF So it starts recording? Hey, it's Ron and Annie, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. On Thursday night, Game 6, the Canadians will have a chance to advance to the big dance. They beat Vegas 4-1 in Game 5, and it's all over. That's all she wrote. The Canadians within one victory after a 4-1 win over Vegas last night. And the NBA, DeAndre Ayton, the hero for the Phoenix Suns, took a two-game-to-none lead in the NBA's Western Conference Finals. Ayton jammed an alley-up pass from Jay Crowder with seven seconds left. One of those exciting moments in sports. Suns were led by Cameron Payne, who was brilliant. While subbing for all-star Chris Paul, he finished with a career-high 29 points. 2-0 now. The Suns over the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Game 1 tonight between Milwaukee and the Atlanta Hawks. be an interesting game. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton and company. Uh, against Trey Young and Bogan Bangdankovic, or whatever his name is. And uh, the coach 
of the Atlanta Hawks. Nate McMillan had this to say. A lot of my better games this year, I've gotten kind of the mid-range game going, and that's gotten the rest of my game going in the three ball, and trying not to settle just for threes and, and getting into the paint and making plays. So that was kind of a focus for me early on, and it seemed to have worked. Sorry, that was Bogdanovich. Anyway, they're talking about the game tonight, and uh, I predict the Bucks are probably going to win that series. The Hawks are going to give them the run for the money, though. But I don't think you're going to be able to defeat Giannis, man. That guy is just, he's got a, he's got arms that can go like from half court almost. And lay it up, you know. Over in the American League, Yankees lose to Kansas City 6-5. to Houston, Oakland, and Boston winners in the National League. Mets fall to the Atlanta Braves. 3-zip. Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego also. All winners. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies winning their second straight. Uh, the first of a six-game road trip in Reading to take on the Fighting Phils last night. But it was a no-hitter combination between two... Ponies pitchers, Josh Walker and Andrew Mitchell, who completed the no-hitter in a 2-0 win for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night. Game two of that six-game road trip is tonight in Reading, 7.05 pitch. Detroit Pistons finally have something to celebrate after the team finished with the NBA's second-worst record during the regular season. But they have won the NBA draft lottery. We'll have the first pick next month. Detroit just recorded a 20-52 and record. It was the worst in Eastern Conference and 14 wins away from a playoff berth. If the Pistons keep the pick, it will be the first time they select number one overall since taking Bob Lanier back in 1970. Kobe Bryant's widow has agreed to settle a lawsuit against the pilot and owners of the helicopter that crashed last year, killing the NBA star, his daughter Deanna, and seven others. The Bryant family and relatives of other victims filed a settlement agreement notice Tuesday with a federal judge in Los Angeles, but terms of the confidential deal were not disclosed. New York Islanders forward Matt Barzell has avoided a suspension for his cross-check in Monday's 8 to nothing loss to Tampa Bay. However, Barzell has been fined $5,000 by the NHL for hitting Tampa Bay's Jan Ruda in the neck with his stick at the end of the second period. Barzell received a five-minute major and a game misconduct on the play. 8 to nothing, they got beat in hockey. Oh, man, that's worse than an embarrassment. And that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 6.15. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog around the area this morning. Otherwise, though, no accidents to report, no tie ups anywhere, and we'll keep you updated throughout the morning. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Otherwise, sunshine today. Highs in the low to mid 70s, clear tonight, low 50s. Sunny on Thursday, high in the low 80s, mostly sunny Friday, mid 80s again and into the weekend. Partly sunny both Saturday and Sunday. There is a chance of maybe some afternoon showers. Highs in the mid 80s to the upper 80s by Sunday. And right now we're at 45. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. I'm Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to another day right in the middle of the work week. We'll check the date. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, June 23rd already. And really, this day, there wasn't a lot going on in entertainment history. A couple of things to note. Alice Cooper fell off the stage during a concert in Vancouver and broke six of his ribs. No fun. That was 1975. In 1989, members of the New Kids on the Block were nearly thrown out of a hotel in Anaheim, California. They were caught throwing balloons filled with Kool-Aid at guests. Barry Manilow's first musical, Copacabana, 
based on his 1976 hit song opened in London in 1994. And 1996, actor Robert Downey Jr. was arrested on drug charges after authorities found crack cocaine, heroin, and an unloaded 357 Magnum revolver in his truck during a stop in Malibu, California. It's also actor Ted Shackleford's birthday from Knott's Landing. He's 75. Former American Idol judge Randy Jackson is 65. Actor Francis McDormand, 64. Actress Selma Blair is 49. KT Tunstall, singer, is 46. And singer Jason Mraz is 44. Melissa Ronch from The Big Bang Theory is 41 today. And that's really it for entertainment. It's kind of a it was really kind of a boring day. I don't know why it's so boring, but it it is boring. So there you have it. <laughs> Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Campbell on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, you're probably wondering what the reference is there, but uh, it's National Pink Day, so I didn't have anything else, so I played some pink, you know? <laughs> That's the artist pink. I don't like pink. You don't like pink? My mother used to make me wear pink. I'm talking about the artist pink. My sister, my, my favorite color is blue. I like and blue. my sister's favorite color is blue. And why is it that they, they always say girls can't have, like, blue, and go, girls have to like red, and guys like blue? It's a lot of hooey. And guys aren't supposed to wear pink. But anyway. A lot of guys do. They wear salmon. They call it salmon, don't they? Yeah, well, salmon's more of an orangish pink. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I really, you know, my sister would put down her foot and say that she wasn't going to wear pink. So I got stuck in the pink because I was the younger of the two sisters. Ah. Meanwhile, I'm watching these uh, this weird voting that they're doing in New York City. Yeah. Where you there? don't just pick a candidate. You get to have like five choices. You have you rank them in, in order, which one you like. And then if you, the, your number one choice is doesn't get any, you know, is dead last in the first round, they get eliminated. And your votes go move over to like your second choice. And it goes, it's, I don't uh, know. Why don't they just do rock, paper, scissors? Well, they have 13 candidates in the race for um, for mayor on the oh. Democratic Party ticket. One, uh, Andrew Yang, the former presidential candidate, he's already conceded that he doesn't have enough votes. Mm-hmm. Um, a Brooklyn borough president apparently is in the lead. I do not know where, and I am not making this up, Okay, I do not know where the candidate Paperboy Love Prince falls in. Paperboy Love Prince, that's his name? Yeah. He's a community activist from Brooklyn and an oh. artiste. Uh, well, that explains it. He's an artist. Paperboy Love Prince. Paperboy Love Prince. Sounds like the name of a horse you would bet on in, you know, Saratoga or something. Well, that's what uh, NBA star uh, Ron Artest changed his name to Meadow Love Peace, didn't he? Was it Meadow something Love Peace? I mean, that's what, like, like, celebrities name their kids, you know? Yeah. It's like... Uh, what's Michael Jackson's kid there? Um, Blanket. Blanket and... The other girl, what's her name? Princess or something? I don't know. I, well, there was Paris. There was Prince, Paris is that's not a. Pa- no, that's name. Hilton. But it's like, 
No, there's a Jackson, too. There's Apple and, you know, yeah. of course, it, Moon Unit Zappa. but yeah, And Dweezil. And Dweezil. <laughs> Dweezil almost sounds normal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Nowadays, I yeah. I was listening to the, a bunch of these celebrities that had babies during the pandemic and stuff on, like, E! Entertainment or something like that. And they were talking about all the names of, of all the, of the kids. And they all sounded like things you would name your pets. Yeah. Rather than something that you would name a child. I mean, it, it to me, Meanwhile, I love there's people that name their dogs ed you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i mean it's unique that that uh you know i think it's, well, it's nice you, that losing people, its uniqueness because yeah. it's you know everyone's going for unique huh. i mean i, I think it's, it makes your kids stand out but when you start adding all these extra letters into names and prefixes and oh, everything the, else, the way of spelling them weird it just yeah. they just do that to make us news people go crazy <laughs> it doesn't matter night, <laughs> that's you, the only reason for it i always say you could spell night any way you want n-i-t-e it still comes out night well then again i named my dog fido p-h-y-d-e-a-u-s there you go see now see now we're talking about that but uh <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like the weather's going to be nice the next couple of days right into the weekend. Yeah, a little cold this morning, 40s. Yeah, we had like a 30-degree yeah. temperature difference between the temperature yesterday afternoon and what it was at the same time on Monday afternoon. And we had a tornado last night around uh, close to on, my neck of the woods. No, that was on uh, that was on Monday or Monday rather. Uh, yeah, because today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. So that would have been Monday afternoon, and that was up near the Dryden area. Yeah, which isn't far from me. I mean, it's a little ways, but um, well, those were thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I didn't, yellow barn, yellow yellow barn. I saw State that. forest. Yeah, I'm not. That's down. Dryden is pretty. It's a nice area. It's the gateway to Candor. Depending on which way. <laughs> like Kander needs a gate. <laughs> well, Kander is, is And the mayor too. of Kander lied. He did. <laughs> oh, Kander is very pretty. Kanatuck in that area. And you drive out into that area, it's very rural when you get Meanwhile, out Meanwhile, later on this morning, I get to say Wappingers Falls, one of my favorite things well, to say. Wappingers Falls. Why, why do you get to say that? Uh, I'll have to, you'll have to wait for the news. Oh, story. okay. <laughs> we don't want to tip it's, people It's one off. of those. <laughs> We don't want to tip people it's, off. it's one of those Einstein moment news stories. <laughs> and that's another one, see? On uh, Back to the Future, he named his dog Einstein. Well, yeah, you name your dog stuff like that. <laughs> Mr. Peabody. I never got that one, except for when I was a kid, I just laughed at the name. <laughs> he said Peabody. Anyway. I'll have to tell you about a, a commercial I saw for hot dogs yesterday. <laughs> All right. You can tell me in a moment. I will. All right, we'll talk to Kathy in just a minute. Right now, time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. How many times have you washed your hands today? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. No surprise, last year during the peak of the pandemic, Americans got really good at washing their hands. Not just doctors and nurses in hospitals, but most people reported they were washing their hands more often. Fast forward to this year, and the nationally representative Healthy Hand Washing Survey found that only 57% of Americans said they were washing their hands six or more times a day, such as after the bathroom, before eating, or after returning from a trip outside the home. It's really important that you have clean, warm water, soap, and you work it into a lather for about 20 seconds. No rinse and run. And don't forget your thumbs. This is such a quick and easy thing to do that has an outsized protective effect on your health, pandemic or not. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. 
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. If baby could talk, she'd say a lot. You'd know what she's thinking and what makes her happy. But unfortunately, baby can't talk or remind you. You're the one taking her to daycare today. And she won't speak up if you drive straight to work like any other day and never think to look in the backseat. Every year, dozens of kids die from heat stroke in cars. No one is perfect. So set a reminder and always look before you lock. Where's baby? Paid for. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 6.30. Off to a bit of a chilly start today as we have some possibility of some fog around the region as well. Right now, 45 degrees, a high today, getting into the low to mid-70s. Iran likely conducted a failed launch of a satellite-carrying rocket in recent days and now appears to be preparing to try again. It would be the country's latest effort to advance its space program amid tensions with the West over its tattered nuclear deal. Satellite images, a U.S. official and rocker expert, all confirmed the failed launch earlier this more in this month at the Imam Khomeini spaceport in Iran's Semenin province. As with other failed launchers, Iranian state media did not acknowledge it took place. Iran's mission to the United Nations did not immediately respond to a request for comment. An emotional school board meeting in Coronado, California, has ended with the firing of a high school basketball coach after players and fans were accused of racist gestures against a rival team. Coronado High School holding an emergency meeting where trustees voted unanimously to release the team's head basketball coach after what many are calling a racist incident during a basketball game last weekend. Moments after the game ended Saturday, fans and players from Coronado High School were seen throwing tortillas at team members from Orange Glen High School, which is predominantly Latino. So far, no students have been disciplined in the incident. Megan Tavrizian, ABC News, San Diego. WNBF First News Time, 631. Unofficial results in primary voting yesterday in Broome County has Democrats selecting Mara Grace and Sandy Monachino for the two seats opening for family court judge. Grace garnered 2,349 votes or 31.59 percent. Monachino, 2,225 or 29.2 percent, followed by Joshua Shapiro at 16.71 percent. Pete Charnetsky at 11. Timothy Thane at 10.54% and 11 write-in votes. Grace and Monachino will appear on the ballot with Republican conservative candidates Veronica Gorman and Brett Noonan. 
For the unexpired town council term in Kirkwood, Sandy Wasson is the apparent choice of Republicans. Wasson got 114 votes to Mark Molatini's 58 votes and Bryant Kinney Jr.'s 46. There were no write-in candidates. Fire crews have been on the scene this morning of a blaze at a shed in the town of Binghamton. Authorities were called with a report of a structure fire on Mildred Street at Jefferson and Franklin Streets. At around quarter after four, there were no injuries. Town of Binghamton firefighters had the blaze out in less than 20 minutes. The cause is under investigation. Well, Monday evening, severe weather mainly skipped Broom, Tioga, Shenango, and Cortland counties. The National Weather Service is confirming a tornado in Tompkins County. The AF-1 tornado reportedly packed winds of 90 miles per hour, pushed a shed off a foundation, ripped up trees and damaged a fence in Yellow Barn State Forest near Route 38 in Dryden. In addition to damage in the state forest, tornado damage was reported at a neighboring farm on Irish Settlement Road. There were no injuries. The tornado was on the ground for about 10 minutes and crossed over two and a half miles, according to the National Weather Service. Scattered power outages, meanwhile, were reported by New York State Electric and Gas in Shenango, Tioga, and Delaware counties due to the thunderstorms, with most of those restored by late morning or early afternoon. Tompkins County and the Ithaca area, however, reported much heavier storm damage, and hundreds of NYSEG customers were without service into the afternoon. Well, traffic is moving well, aside for some fog issues for the most part in our region, but late yesterday morning was a different story, as two separate crashes within an hour of each other closed down part of Interstate 81 South and around Exit 3. New York State Police say in the first crash, a driver of a pickup truck was injured when the GMC was hit by a Kia Optima at around 9.30 a.m. near mile marker 10 between Exits 2 and 3. The truck left the road and overturned. The pickup driver, whose name has not been released, was transported to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center with what troopers described as serious injuries. The driver of the Kia was not hurt. The left lane of I-81 was closed down while authorities worked at that scene. Meanwhile, another crash happened about an hour later just north of that scene of the first collision. A tractor trailer was approaching the first incident and jackknifed across the lanes. That closed the highway at exit 3 for hours into the early afternoon as equipment was brought in to remove the tractor trailer. It's 6.35 where news break First News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WMBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes. And Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph, weekday mornings, 9 till noon for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Let's go to the NBA. Suns and Clippers. Rodder waiting with it. Lobs it under. Yes! 
it's, it's good. DeAndre Ayton scores the basket over the rim and in. DeAndre Ayton put it over the rim and in. The players are out on the floor. And that is it. The Suns, led by Cameron Payne, too, was brilliant while subbing for the All-Star Chris Paul. Couldn't do uh, anything wrong, really. Phoenix 104, Clippers 103, an exciting finish. And uh, they're up 2-0 now in the Western Conference Final Series. Uh, NBA first-round draft pick will go to the Detroit Pistons. Finally, something to celebrate after a horrible year, 20-52. and 52. Uh, Worst in the Eastern Conference, second worst in the Eastern Conference, that is. Uh, no, they were worse than the Eastern, second all around. Uh, and 14 wins away from a playoff berth. So uh, they get to select number one. If they choose to keep the pick and not trade it, it'll be the first time they've selected number one since 1970 when they selected Bob Lanier. It's going back some years. Nixon was president back then. Back to the Nixon administration. All right, let's check NHL last night. Canadians and the Vegas Knights. A minute 10 to go. Toffoli cut it off. And one of the Vegas players went into the Canadians bench. Suzuki into the empty net. Scores! Nick Suzuki, arms in the air, puts this one to bed. It's 4-1 Montreal. And Montreal is one game away from uh, their victory. Uh, They built a uh, 3-0 lead in the third period. Uh, and uh, now three games to two right now as they lead the series. They could finish it off in the next game. Tonight, the Islanders go at it again uh, against the... Who are the Islanders playing? <laughs> I should know this. Oh, Tampa Bay. I, I knew that. Uh, they got blasted the other night. Eight to nothing. Who loses eight to nothing in hockey? Wow. That is... That's a statement, you know? Anyway, got a chance to redeem themselves. Checking baseball, American League Yankees lose to uh, Kansas City 6-5. Houston, Oakland, and Boston all winners. And the National League Atlanta over the Mets 3-zip. Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego winners there. And how about those Binghamton Rumble Ponies winning their second straight? They won the first game of a six-game road series against the Reading Fighting Phils last night. And they pitched a no-hitter between... Josh Walker and Andrew Mitchell, who came in for the final three innings. 2-0 win and a no-hitter between those two pitchers for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Game two of that six-game road trip is tonight in Reading. And following that six games, they'll continue on the road for another six-game series uh, against the uh, Flying Squirrels of Richmond. So there you have that, too. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 640. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog in the area this morning, but no accidents to report, no huge traffic tie ups. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast otherwise sunny today, highs in the low to mid 70s, clear tonight, low 50s. Sunshine on Thursday, high in the low 80s, mostly sunny Friday, mid 80s again. And for the weekend, partly sunny both days, chance of maybe an afternoon thunderstorm or some showers and temperatures in the mid 80s to upper 80s by Sunday. Right now, 45. It's been cool the last couple mornings. I kind of like it. 45 degrees to start things off with here. At WNBF First News, Doug Mosier and Kathy White along with you. Good morning. It's 6. WNBS presents this program in color. Wednesday's upon us. How's it going, eh? That must be how they trash talk in Canada. You can't change the past. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Did you know that uh, the astronauts don't wash their clothes? 
Yes, I did. I did not because know that. Because I saw it on CBS this morning. Oh, I, I didn't. Well, you know, if you think about it too, with the uh, what do they call that osmosis, where the the, the mole- that's how smell moves. It's uh, like the molecules knocking against each other and they expand more and more. Uh, it's probably not as as prevalent uh, in that situation, but I don't know. Can you smell stinky socks in space? I, I don't know. I would believe so because you do still have air in the capsule. True and stuff. You're you're right. You're right. In a vacuum outside the capsule, then. You Probably shouldn't have not. your nose exposed anyway because you'd be dead. But they had jettisoned these. Apparently, they, they said they, they throw them out in space. So I liked what you said. We're going to get in <laughs> with Floating around in space. I mean, we're worried about the Chinese satellites, for Pete's sake, falling out of the sky. We don't need some guy's gym shorts. <laughs> I want to get hit in the head with someone's skivvies, you know? I think What's that up? would definitely burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I heard would. something about them launch, trying to do an experimental, like, wooden satellite. And, and one of the nighttime comedians says it's the only satellite that would burn up on being launched instead of re-entry. <laughs> well, they're talking about going back to the moon, too, and yeah. I, I still don't know why. Why would you want to go to the moon? Well, There's because, nothing there. you know, just another place to live, I guess. You think we it's can live It's bad enough now that we're encroaching on the all the wildlife in, in areas that were wild, and now they wonder why bears are attacking people and such, but... But there's nothing on the moon. There's That's nothing. right. That's why you wouldn't be encroaching on anybody's wildlife. I mean, as far as we know, I mean, who knows? Yeah, right. Got to watch out for those moon bears. <laughs> They're out there, folks. Somewhere. Moon raccoons. Yeah, and they've proven it's not made of green cheese out there either. There's, I don't know. I just, I mean, unless they're going to use it for like a launching spot to go to Mars or some of the other planets, because maybe it's a better t- trajectory. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but as far as well, I'm concerned... I mean, concerned, I can see them colonizing it. I mean, the thing is, you have to them? come up with, you know, the fact that you can't go outside without dying, you know? It's like, of course, I was a big fan of reading Isaac Asimov and all the science fiction things and stuff yeah. when I was in high school. So, you know, the the Martian Chronicles and, and that, and the Tattooed Man and, and all those those science fiction books. So, and any, life any, on and uninhabitable planets... <laughs> the way I was reading things is possible. And so. it's about as fictitious as the what's the, what's that one thing? Chicken licking and Henny Penny and Goosey Lucy and Cocky Locky said the sky is falling. It's probably a pair of skivvies falling from space somewhere <laughs> to hit you in the head. And the other thing that they talked about colonizing is inner space down below the ocean. Yeah. I know that in uh, Epcot at Disney they had these pods and stuff. We did not broadcast from there, but they did have where if you had were certified for scuba, they had broadcast equipment in these like plexiglass almost bubbles yeah. that were underwater that you would go in and and i've seen some like hotels and things like that was a little you know like a, a, a novelty thing of being able to survive underwater well then why don't you just build a mall in antarctica i mean it's i don't know i mean i just some of that stuff just doesn't seem See, like it's, again we're talking and when we're talking earth even underwater or antarctica we're talking about fragile environments yeah yeah, this is true. They are fragile. You're right. The earth is fragile. We have to respect it and take care of it, you know? Meanwhile, when we go down to certain parts of the country where they don't recycle, it seems very bizarre to Oh, me. man, in Florida. I know my in Throwing dog food cans in the garbage. It feels very, you know, very bad. My wife recycles everything. If it if it looks like it's gonna, it's recyclable, we recycle it. 
you know. Which uh, causes a little bit of an issue for people at the recycling center when they get a lot of stuff that's not no, recyclable it, that comes through. It's pretty much recyclable. If it's if it's iffy, we wouldn't put it in there. They, well, they say when in doubt, throw it out. Yeah. But I mean, if most it's contaminated this, by food, pizza boxes that have goo all over them, do not put those in the recycling bin. Yeah, we, we've stopped doing that. Those go um, in the campfire. But, uh, yeah, or the bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're not supposed to do that, but that's okay. We won't all pizza anybody. boxes you can. Yeah, you probably can. That's that they don't. That's that's your starter, like rolled up newspapers and stuff. To, yeah. Yeah. Plus, the grease from the pizza helps get the fire started. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of which, that wood at the campground down there, boy, that's seasoned stuff. Yeah, man. they left you some good stuff. <laughs> that stuff is seasoned. That's not the stuff that they sell up at the camp store that's the, yeah. the juicy stuff. Well, we didn't use very much, but they left. They had a whole stack of it there for us. It was very you nice. You guys had them. a good fire on Friday going. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, saw. And when my wife's. When we took Sir Lancelot for his golf cart ride. We have a huge fire pit at our house. I mean, it's safe, and we have uh, we have a big, you know, it's it's round, and we always have the garden hose out there, just sitting there. It's, there's a hose right there. Anyway, you know, I saw people using for um, the rings for those huge fire pits for bonfires of those uh, things that you get at the farm store for for mm-hmm. hay for the cattle. Yeah, we built our aluminum. It looks it's really nice. But anyway, all right. Go play something, will you? Yeah, I will. Do something here anyway. All right, it is time for our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. The most optimistic thing you can say about Instagram these days is that it's in a slump. Too many influencers, not enough people to be influenced. I'm Kim Commando with Instagram Sad News, brought to you by Startmail. Email can put you at risk of data breaches, identity theft, and fraud. Try encrypted email free at startmail.com slash Kim. Instagram wants to find social media. A year ago, the 18 to 24-year-old set spent a half hour or more every single day on Instagram. Today, news out, it's about 15 minutes a day. Influencers have lost their ability to attract business to their brands. Advertisers are spending less on those wannabe celebrities. In 2019, a snapshot of an egg surpassed Kylie Jenner, and it became Instagram's most popular photo. No, Instagram is not about to close shop. Not yet, anyway. But there is a clear, measurable decline in its appeal, and left unchecked, an eventual MySpace implosion cannot be ruled out. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Have you ever read the fine print when you start browsing in incognito mode? It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, school, or internet service provider. To really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, a hotel, or even at your parents' house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And that's still true, even when you're in incognito mode. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, and it's super easy to use. The app literally has one button, You tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Kim and get three extra months free on annual plans. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim, expressvpn.com slash. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, some patchy fog around the area this morning, but uh, nothing to report accident-wise and no huge traffic tie-ups. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. We're going to see lots of sun today. Highs in the low to mid-70s. Clear tonight. Low 50s. 
Sunshine for Thursday, low 80s and mostly sunny Friday, mid 80s, and then into the weekend, looking pretty good too. Mostly sunny both days, partly sunny, I should say, both days. Temperatures will be in the mid to upper 80s by Sunday. Could see a few afternoon showers in there, in the humidity level, you know. It was downright balmy the other day. And we're getting some cooler overnights, and it's kind of cool this morning at 45 degrees. I didn't bring this with me this morning, folks. I didn't pack it up in my car and drive it in with me. It's, uh, it's you know, it's kind of pleasant. It really isn't. Every once in a while, it's nice to have a little cooler morning, you know, because uh, it's going to be heating up the next couple of days, so don't get used to it. Your WNBF current temperature, 45 degrees. And coming up next hour, we'll be talking to Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions, our KSO Insurance Solution Tip of the Week. And the Miller Auto Team, Mike Lydell, joins us with another tip on uh, what you should be doing and looking at your vehicles this year. Also, we'll be talking to UHS, Dr. Young's office, UHS Primary Care in Johnson City for a Stay Young and Healthy segment. And Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Offices, You and the Law, following that. And uh, today is Workforce Wednesday, so we'll be talking to Broom Tioga Workforce New York uh, about some information on their services and maybe a particular service that will help you out. If you're looking for work, there is plenty, plenty of jobs out there available right now. And uh, people are looking to uh, to get the best choices before that unemployment Extra money runs out, which is going to run out in a few more months here. Some of the states have already run out on it. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, I wouldn't wait till the last minute. Uh, if you're looking, uh, there's plenty of jobs. Even if you're looking to pick up a part-time job, some extra cash, you can find that, too, pretty easily. They're available for you. Today is KT Tunstall's 46th birthday today. She's a singer. We're going to do KT up to ABC News. Count it out, girl. Two, three. A place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree. Ooh. Ooh. I felt a little fear upon my back. I said, Don't look back, just keep on walking. Ooh. Ooh. But the big black horse said, Look this way. He said, Hey, will you marry me? Ooh. Ooh. But I said, No. Your trusted source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF, Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 46 degrees at 704. Fair skies for much of the area, but there might be some patchy fog, especially in the river valleys. Be aware of that. The high today getting into the low to mid-70s with sunshine. 
Mara Grace and Sandy Monachino are the apparent winners for the Democratic nomination for the two seats opening for family court judge. Grace and Monachino led Joshua Shapiro, Pete Charnetsky, and Timothy Thane in the Democratic primary yesterday. Republican candidates for the two positions are Veronica Gorman and Brett Noonan. A Republican rewrite of Pennsylvania election law is now in the hands of the state Senate after a tense debate in the House of Representatives. The bill that passed yesterday would mandate voter IDs, alter registration and ballot counting deadlines, and give conservatives the auditing procedures they have demanded. It got out of the House at a 110 to 91 vote yesterday, despite Democratic Governor Tom Wolf's veto threat. It would change the registration deadline from 15 days to 30 days before an election. Mail-in ballots would have to be requested 15 days ahead. Drop boxes for mail-in ballots would be limited to seven days before an election. Once again, this is Pennsylvania. In the primary voting yesterday, Rochester Mayor Lovely Warren, who was running for re-election under a cloud of controversy, has lost her bid for a third term. Warren came up short in the Democratic primary in Rochester against City Councilman Malik Evans. Warren had remained defiant through a tumultuous second term during which both she and her husband were indicted. She for alleged campaign finance violations and her estranged husband for alleged drug trafficking, both pleading not guilty. While the wrath of the coronavirus pandemic appears to be fading, COVID-19 is still claiming lives. Broome County health officials report another death from COVID-19, bringing the death toll to 352. Broome has had four new cases reported on Tuesday. Shenango County had no new cases, while Tioga and Cortland reported one additional case each. No other counties in the southern tier had any additional deaths. New York State reports 260 new positive results for the coronavirus in the Tuesday update and eight more deaths. There have been 2,094,923 cases since the start of the pandemic in New York, and 42,936 New Yorkers have died since the outbreak began in March of last year. $5 million in emergency funding is coming to public housing authorities in the state outside of New York City, with a portion of that earmarked for the Binghamton Housing Authority. U.S. Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand say the funding is being allocated in the American Rescue Plan. Binghamton is getting $251,352, while the Ithaca Housing Authority is being given $250,672 to support tenant-based rental assistance for individuals at risk of homelessness. The largest allocation to the so-called upstate housing authorities is going to the Rochester Housing Authority, which is set to receive $1,357,608. WMBF News Time 707. A Broome County jail inmate is expected to be sentenced to five years in prison for breaking the jaw of a fellow inmate. 20-year-old Stefan Godbay pleaded guilty yesterday in Broome County Court to a felony count of assault. Prosecutors say that Godbay had been accused of attacking the other inmate on January 30th. Godbay was being held in the jail for a probation violation. According to the district attorney's office, he's going to be sentenced to five years in state prison with five years post-release supervision. That sentencing is scheduled for August. Local police would be able to use radar to enforce speed limits under a bill that has passed the Pennsylvania Senate. Senators voted 49 to 1 on Tuesday for the legislation. Local jurisdiction would have to pass an ordinance. 
train police in the use of radar, follow the rules for regular testing and calibration, and for the first time of the, the first three months of use, only warnings could be issued. Pennsylvania has long limited the use of radar to state police and repeated efforts to allow for local police to use it have never been successful. Well, no speeding involved, but New York State Police say a 34-year-old Wappingers Falls man is accused of unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. And it wasn't a car or even a motorcycle. Davis McPartland was arrested shortly after 10 p.m. June 12th for driving a stolen golf cart with two passengers on board down a public roadway. Troopers say McPartland is accused of taking the golf cart from Hannah Resort Golf Club on West Hubble Hill Road and taking his friends for a ride on State Highway 30 in Margaretville. Troopers say he showed signs of impairment and did poorly on the field sobriety tests. McPartland is charged with misdemeanor driving while intoxicated and unauthorized use of a vehicle. His passengers, 37-year-old Matthew Davis of Wappingers Falls and 34-year-old Brian Davis of Beacon, New York, were charged with unauthorized use of a vehicle. All are ordered to appear in town of Middleton Court next month. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Hey, it's Ron and Anian, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WNBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WNBF 1290. WNBF Hey, it's Ron and Amy inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. NBA Western Conference Finals, Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers. Waiting now for Batum to get the ball at the baseline. He has it. He's going to throw it length of the court. He does. It is grabbed, and the game. Game is over. It went off on the right side for Paul George. He did put a shot up. Don't know if it would have fallen in time or not, but this one is history and an unusual, amazing game you can talk about for years, but the Suns come away with a victory. Oh, brother, what else can you say? The final score, Suns winning. Suns 104. L.A. Clippers 103. And that's uh, pretty much it in the NBA anyway, except for the Detroit Pistons get the number one draft pick in the lottery. They drew number one last night. Detroit, a 20-53 and 53 record worse than the Eastern Conference. Uh, they will pick number one overall. Uh, following that, uh, Cleveland will select third, followed by Toronto, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Orlando, Sacramento, and New Orleans. Houston will choose second. So, uh, Picks coming up here in the NBA draft next month. 
In the NHL, Montreal Canadiens within one victory of their first trip to the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup Finals since winning it all in 1993. The Habs own a three games to two lead in the semifinals, and uh, they're going up against Vegas. Anything still could happen there. In the American League, Major League Baseball, Yankees fall to Kansas City 6-5. Houston, Oakland, Boston winners in the National League. Atlanta shuts out the Mets 3-zip. Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego all winners. Binghamton Rumble Ponies winning a game on the road last night. And uh, the 2-0 victory was also a combined no-hitter between two Ponies pitchers. Josh Walker and Andrew Mitchell coming in from the bullpen to finish the final three. 2-0, a no-hitter, one walk. And that was it in that game. Ponies are out of the cellar now. They're just ahead ahead of Harford. Game two of the six-game series will continue tonight in Reading with a 7.05 start. And following that six-game series, another six-game road matchup with Richmond to take on the Flying Squirrels uh, in the next round. So it will be 12 games on the road before they come back here again later in July. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time. It's 7:14. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have some patchy fog in the area this morning, and nothing to report accident-wise or tie-ups. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast: sunshine today, highs in the low to mid 70s. Clear tonight, low 50s. Sunny on Thursday, low 80s. Mostly sunny Friday, mid 80s, and then for the weekend. Partly sunny both days. There is a chance of some showers or thunderstorms. Temperatures in the mid-80s to upper 80s by Sunday. And we're at 45 right now. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. I'm Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to Hump Day right in the middle of the work week with just a couple more days to go. WNBF First News Time, 7. First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning to you, along with Kathy White. We welcome you to Hump Day right in the middle of the work week. And we're at 45 degrees on our way to temperatures in the mid 70s today. Lots of sun. That big yellow ball is going to be right out there in the sky for us. 719 right now. Well, Facebook rolls out a new invite. ABC's Michelle Frenzen. Facebook is opening the door to live audio rooms this week. Facebook will now let select users join in live conversations on its platform. And Gadget's Carissa Bell says it's the tech giant's answer to Clubhouse. Where essentially users can join for live conversations and, you know, talk to each other in real time. Justin Davis is CEO and co-founder of Spectrum Labs. He says Facebook is betting audio creators will find the company's algorithms appealing because it gives their content a broader reach. You can take advantage of the network effect of social platforms to, to drive that audience, right, in a manner that has never been seen before. Buddy says the company will have to contend with the challenges of moderating live conversations like determining the difference between hate speech and sarcasm. It's going to come with specific type of nuance and subjectivity that's really hard to identify if this thing is coming from a negative place. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Thank you, Michelle. WNBF First News Time coming up on 720. Let's check in with Wall Street. Strength in the tech sector helped to erase earlier losses, leaving the major stock indexes in the green. The 
Dow Jones rose 163 points to finish Tuesday at 33,945. S&P 500 gained half a percent. The Nasdaq set a new benchmark at 14,253. Those advances came after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell tamped down fears about the economy. He told a House subcommittee that it's unlikely that inflation will rise to the levels of the 1970s, but he said uncertainty surrounds the recovery from the pandemic closures. That recovery is prompting another customer-facing company to plan an initial public offering. Warby Parker confirms that it's filed for a stock market listing. The eyeglass brand has an estimated value of $3 billion. The biggest new property on the Las Vegas Strip in over a decade opens tomorrow. Genting Group's $4 billion casino resort features a 3,500-room hotel and 100,000-square-foot LED screen on the side of one tower. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 721. So a New Jersey Board of Education has reversed itself following a public outcry and has decided to restore the names of holidays to its school calendar. All right. Are you ready for this? All right. Here we go. The Randolph School Board on Monday. Let me do this again. The Randolph School Board on Monday voted 8 to 1 to overturn a decision made earlier this month to replace the names of holidays with just the phrase, day off. The panel also will create a committee to gain input from the public. Criticism began when the school board voted in May to refer to Columbus Day as Indigenous People Day, following complaints from Italian Americans. The board then voted to label holidays generically. Critics accused the board of bowling to so-called, I'm sorry, bowing, There's no L in there. Critics accuse the board of bowing to so-called cancel culture. Indigenous People's Day. How about uh, Heart-Shaped Love Day for Valentine's Day? I, 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 I can't say it, folks. I can't say it. But you know what? Homer Simpson can. You people are idiots. <laughs> I didn't say it. That's the joke. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WNBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WNBF, 1290. WNBF, Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an un- 
unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290. Starts recording. Hey, it's Ron and Anian, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. If you own a small business, you know how hard it can be to find new customers. But now, Town Square has new tools that can help your business stand out and grow. Go to GetLocalCustomersNow.com for a free local market competitive analysis that will show you what other businesses in town are doing to find new customers and how you can do it, too, with Town Square. Plus, be one of the first business owners to sign up with Town Square and receive $500 in free advertising on this radio station. Start growing your business today. Visit GetLocalCustomersNow.com. GetLocalCustomersNow.com. Wake up with the news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. And good morning to you. Welcome to the show. 726 right now. And uh, as we mentioned before, brand new show uh, debuted on Monday from noon to 3, the Dan Bongino Show. Every weekday now, following Bob, Bob Joseph with WNBF's Binghamton now from 9 to noon. We've got noon to 3, part of our weekday lineup, Dan Bongino, followed by Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, John Batchelor, Red Eye Radio, First Light, and of course, Doug and Kathy with WNBF's First News Binghamton each and every weekday morning right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF 727 right now. Let's get an entertainment update. Entertainment News. If you're looking for an action movie involving big trucks and ice, The Ice Road will be your jam. Sounds like my head jam. It stars Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne as truckers trying to save the day. Filmed in freezing cold temps in Winnipeg. And Lawrence Fishburne tells me, if you think it was movie magic, think again. Oh, it was cold. I mean, we could only be exposed for, I think, something like four minutes or something like that. So why did he put himself through that? Two words. Liam Neeson. <laughs> the Ice Road is on Netflix Friday. Isn't it beautiful? Thelma and Louise are driving their convertible to Broadway. A musical version of the iconic Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis film is being developed for the stage, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Britney Spears will be in court today virtually to address the judge about her conservatorship. In a rare move, Spears herself requested to speak. That's a first for her. So, coffee? And Nomadland Oscar winner Francis McDormand yeah. is six. Jason Nathans and ABC News, Hollywood. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And folks, she really does provide the best information for you. Independent Life and Health Insurance Advisor. And every week we join Karen Sweet O'Neill for another KSO Insurance Solution tip. She is with us now. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm good. Are you responsible for this sun we're getting the next couple of days? <laughs> I can't take credit for that, but I'll enjoy it. Well, you brighten sure. you brighten First News Binghamton every time you call in. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are more thank than you. you're more than welcome. Uh, every week we talk about important information for people. Last week we touched a little bit more about the tax credit coming out. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that today. All right, because it's coming up. So. It's the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, 
And basically what it is is a child tax credit for eligible people, okay? And how does it work? Well, number one, let's talk about who's eligible. Mm -hmm. The people that are eligible, the families that are eligible, are those who earn below um, certain income thresholds, Doug. So if they earn, if you're seven, if you're single and you earn seventy-five thousand dollars or less, then you're going to receive the full credit. And if you're, you know, married, then the married couples that have children are going to receive. Oh, excuse me, and they're $150,000 or less, then they're going to receive the full credit as well. So what does that mean? Well, the credit actually got up to the increase of $3,600 per child, okay, five and under, and to $3,000 for every child between 6 and 17 years old. So that's a pretty big increase mm-hmm. for a child tax credit. So how is it going to work? Well, eligible families, okay, the single $75,000 or less, and married couples $150,000 earned and less. Very similar to the stimulus, obviously, the stimulus mm-hmm. uh, check eligibilities. They're going, the eligible families are going to receive half of their credit in the form of monthly payment. And how's that going to work? Well, if your child is between, you know, five and under, the family is going to receive $300 per child in the form of a check or direct deposit <clears throat> starting July 15th. And that will continue every month till the end of the year, okay? And if your child is between the ages of 6 and 17, then you're going to receive $250 per month per child, okay, for that remainder, for the remainder of this year. And the, the reason they're doing it that way is because it's mid-year. Mm-hmm. So most people have already filed their taxes for 2020, and they can't get that credit. So they're giving the credit up front. So the other half of the credit is going to be paid out when they file their 2021 taxes. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, so a lot of people are going to be pretty surprised because, you know, they have, incredibly, it hasn't gotten all that much press because that's going to be a lot of money for households. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have, you know, kids, you have four kids, I mean, you could be getting a direct deposit into your bank account for, you know, $1,200 yeah. a month. <clears throat> so. How do you know when it's coming or if you're eligible? The reason uh, people haven't really been looking at it is because they probably haven't received their letters yet. Right. Okay, the IRS is starting sending the letters to 36 million eligible families. Well, as we know, the tax season, Doug, was also pushed back. So the filers, uh, the Americans didn't have to file tax returns until the May 18th deadline. So the IRS is pretty darn busy. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people haven't even gotten their refund checks yet if they were eligible for that for their taxes. Yep. So just be aware that, that something's coming um, in the form of, and again, it could be a debit card in the mail. So it's not, it's, if it's from the IRS and it's got the United States Treasury on it, it is not a, an application for a credit card. So don't throw it away. Yeah. yeah, I know it could be a debit card, direct deposit, or a paper check coming in the mail. 
and that we're about three weeks out from when they're going to start receiving those. So I'm sure the letters will be coming out soon. People will be notified. But the good point, Karen, to your point is make sure you pay attention to the mail, pay attention to your bank accounts, because some may do direct deposit. I know a lot of people get their refunds that way, too. So they may get that in their direct deposit, too. Absolutely. And they could be like, whoa, what's this? So it's the 15th of every month. Yeah, so be advised if you uh, and you should be getting those qualification letters in the mail real soon too. Karen, if people are interested in finding out more about uh, this, maybe they have inf- uh, they would like to consult with you on life insurance, long term care insurance, senior health, anything of those types of issues. What's the best way to get a hold of you? They can get a hold of us several ways. They can give us a call at seven seven two forty eight ninety eight. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. And all our contact information comes up or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And we certainly do appreciate all the advice you give us here uh, every week, Karen. Well, thanks, Doug, and enjoy this uh, next you know, couple days. It's going to be beautiful, I understand. Yes, it will be. And you, you would do the same, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next Wednesday. Very good. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions with our tip of the week. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We're off to a sunny start, but a bit of a cold one as well as we're getting toward a high today into the mid-70s. Senate Republicans have blocked a debate of a sweeping overhaul of how elections are run in the United States. Congressional Democrats have been pushing the bill as an urgent response to the 2020 election and a spate of new Republican laws this year tightening voting rules in the states. Republicans have long opposed Democratic efforts to overhaul election administration in the U.S. and say the reforms being proposed are more about ensuring Democratic wins. President Joe Biden today is set to unveil a plan to tackle the recent spike in gun violence. President Biden today is rolling out what his administration is calling a comprehensive strategy to combat gun violence amid increasing concerns about an uptick in violent crime. The White House says the plan will target law-breaking gun dealers, provide federal resources to police departments for gun crime enforcement, and allow communities to repurpose millions of dollars of federal coronavirus relief funding for programs proven to prevent gun violence. President Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland will sit down today with mayors, advocates, and a police chief. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. WMBF First News Time, 736. Unofficial results in primary voting yesterday in Broome County has the Democratic Democrats selecting Mara Grace and Sandy, Sandy Monachino for the two seats opening for family court judge. Grace garnered 2,349 votes, Monachino 2,225, followed by Joshua Shapiro at 16.71%, Pete Charnetsky at 11.09%, Timothy Thane at 10.54%, and 11 write-in votes. Grace and Monachino will appear in the ballot with Republican conservative candidates Veronica Gorman and Brett Noonan. Fire crews wrapped up early today from the scene of a shed fire in the town of Binghamton. No injuries being reported. Authorities were called to a structure fire on Mildred Street between Jefferson and Franklin Streets in the town of Binghamton. At around quarter after four, 
Binghamton, the town of Binghamton firefighters had the blaze out in less than 20 minutes, the cause being investigated. Well, Monday evening, severe weather mainly skipped Broome, Tioga, Shenango, and Cortland counties. The National Weather Service is confirming a tornado in Tompkins County. The EF1 tornado reportedly packed winds of 90 miles per hour, pushed a shed off a foundation, ripped up trees, and damaged a fence in Yellow Barn State Forest near Route 38 in Dryden. In addition to the damage in the state forest, tornado damage reported in a neighboring farm on Irish Settlement Road. There were no injuries. The tornado was on the ground for about 10 minutes. Scattered power outages, meanwhile, were reported by New York State Electric and Gas in Shenango, Tioga, and Delaware counties due to the thunderstorms, with most of those restored by late morning or early afternoon. Tompkins County in the Ithaca area had much heavier storm damage, and the power outages lasted much longer. WMBF First News Time, 737. Well, traffic is moving fairly well today, as we've heard so far. Might be some fog issues this morning for our region, but late yesterday morning was a whole different story, as two separate crashes within an hour of each other closed down part of Interstate 81 South around Exit 3. New York State Police say in that first crash, the driver of a pickup truck was injured when the GMC was hit by a Kia Optima at around 9.30 a.m. near mile marker 10 between Exits 2 and 3. The truck left the road and overturned. The pickup driver, whose name has not been released, was transported to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center for what troopers described as serious injuries. The driver of the Kia was not hurt. The left lane of I-81 was closed down while the authorities were conducting their initial investigation. Meanwhile, another crash happened about an hour later just north of the scene of the first collision. A tractor trailer was approaching the first incident and jackknifed across the lanes. That closed the highway at exit 3 for hours into the early afternoon as equipment had to be brought in to remove the wrecked tractor trailer. WMBF News Time. It's 739 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, we'll start with hockey. The Montreal Canadiens are within one victory of their first trip to the Stanley Cup final since winning it all in 1993. The Habs only three games to two lead in the semifinals after Carey Price turned back 26 shots in a 4-1 win over the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. New York Islanders forward Matt Barzell has avoided a suspension for his cross-check in Monday's 8-0 loss to Tampa Bay. However, Barcel has been fined $5,000 by the NHL for hitting Tampa Bay's Jan Ruda in the neck with his stick at the end of the second period. Barzell received a five-minute major and a game misconduct on the play. They lost 8-0. They should have been hitting themselves in the head with their sticks. Wow, 8-0 in a hockey score. Ah, man, that one hurts all the way back to Long Island. Come on, Islanders, we can do better than that. NBA last night, DeAndre Ayton, the hero, as the Phoenix Suns took a two-game-to-none lead in the NBA's Western Conference Finals. Uh, Actually, it was a very, very close game. It came down to uh, one point, and this is how it went down. Crowder waiting with it, lobs it under. Yes! It's good! DeAndre Ayton scores the basket over the rim and in. DeAndre Ayton put it over the rim and in. The players are out on the floor. 103-102. Winning that that game going up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight, first game of the Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee hosting the Atlanta Hawks. That's going to be an interesting game. Interesting matchup for those two teams as well. 
American League, Kansas City over the Yankees 6-5. to Houston, Oakland, and Boston all winners in the National League. Atlanta shuts out the Mets 3-0. Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego all winners. Interleague action, Cincinnati, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Detroit, the Cubs, San Francisco, and Seattle. Binghamton Rumble Ponies kick off a six-game road series last night in Reading with a much-needed win. But the big story, a no-hitter from the pitching staff. Starter Josh Walker went six innings, giving up just one walk. And in relief, Andrew Mitchell came in and completed the game with three perfect innings, including a strikeout as the Ponies win 2-0 over uh, the Reading Fighting Phils. Game two in that six-game road trip is tonight. Following that six-game road trip, They'll head down to Richmond to take on the Flying Squirrels, another six-game road matchup. Go Ponies! Detroit Pistons fans finally have something to celebrate after the team finished with the NBA's second-worst record during the regular season. They get the number one pick in the NBA draft lottery. Houston number two, Cleveland gets third, followed by Toronto, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Orlando, Sacramento, and New Orleans. And uh, that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 743. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have some patchy fog burn off this morning. Otherwise, though, we're looking pretty good. Our WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today lots of sunshine, highs in the low to mid 70s, clear tonight. Low 50s, sunny on Thursday, low 80s, mostly sunny Friday, mid 80s. And for the weekend, partly sunny both days, chance of showers or afternoon thunderstorms. Temperatures in the mid to upper 80s for the weekend. Right now we're at 45 degrees. This is WNBF's First News Binghamton. I'm Doug Mosher, along with Kathy White. Welcoming you to another day right here in the middle of our work week. It's 7.40. A Wednesday. Calendar's full up. Wednesday. That is some strong coffee. Wake up. Come on. Wake up. Wake the kids. Phone the neighbors. Her Majesty awakes. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. Still can't get over the fact that uh, NASA astronauts do not change their clothes when they're in space. They wear them until they can't stand it anymore, then they junk them. I never knew that. You know, <laughs> It's been in the news lately, but they're trying to uh, curb that. The makers of Tide, Procter & Gamble, trying to figure out uh, how to do laundry in space. And with moon missions on the horizon as well, they're going to need to know how to uh, clean their clothes and uh, be able to use them again. You know? I can't imagine. That's uh, and, and, and there's women on the, the, you know, the spaceships as well. Spaceships, the space station, the shuttle missions, the uh, SpaceX. I don't know if they have the women in the SpaceX capsules yet, but uh, when they get up there, apparently... They wear their underwear, gym clothes, and everything else until they can't take the filth and stink anymore. Then they junk them. They jettison them out into space, and I'm sure they burn up in the atmosphere. They don't, I don't think anybody's ever been hit in the head with a pair of gym socks, right, from space. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Bob Joseph coming up at a little after 9 this morning, WNBF's Binghamton Now program. And we have our brand-new program at noon from noon to 3. Dan Bongino, who debuted on Monday, and Dan is with us now every weekday from noon to 3, part of the WNBF lineup, followed by Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, John Batchelor, the Red Eye Radio dudes overnight, a little bit of first light in the morning, and then Kathy and I who join you at 
every weekday morning for WNBF's First News Binghamton. It is the vacation time of year. A lot of people are taking vacations and hitting the road, and I imagine you probably are as well. Um, or maybe you're planning something. Hope uh, you uh, enjoy it and plan it and have uh, some time to kind of unwind and and reboot, as so to speak, even if you don't work. Sometimes it's nice to just get out of the area for a little while, even if you're retired, move around a little bit, you know. I, I, t- I talk to a lot of people who are retired, and it just seems like they just light right up when you ask them, so uh, what have you been doing? What do you do? Well, I do this, I do that, you know, and people uh, seem to really enjoy themselves. And even those who are close to retirement, there's a little bit of a, I don't know what it is, maybe an easement off your shoulders. You know, you don't feel as stressed about your daily routines because you know there's light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, you're going to be doing it. Speaking of which, um, as we get to yesterday, I wasn't here, but yesterday was actually my first official one-year anniversary of the host of WNBF's First News Binghamton, one of the hosts. Kathy, of course, is the co-host. And uh, so this is my first year. I've gotten through one year of news talk. And uh, it's been a really interesting year for me uh, because I'm a guy who, as you know, and I've said this many times, I'm a music guy. Music is my thing. It's it's really the reason I got into this business many years ago. But it's something that I always wanted to do. Uh, and, and this is no lie. And people say, you know, you wanted to do this or that. What, have, what did you want to do? What did you think about when you were a kid? Did you want to be a policeman? Did you want to be the president? Did you want to be a fireman, an astronaut? You know, all the things that uh, the stereotypical things that little boys aspire to be when they're that little. I spun 45 records on a Coke bottle in the middle or in the corner and pretended I was playing the music and I was on the radio. And my father's first cousin, Danny, who was a radio disc jockey down in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I remember when my father went down there to see him, and he brought back a tape that they made, and how, this guy had a tremendous voice. Uh, and just knowing, you know, and he listening to all these people on radio here, many of those that uh, I listened to, I ended up working with, and working with and hosting their shows and even taking over for some of them, like, for instance, uh, last year at this time when I took over Roger Neal. Roger Neal, I've known for years, listened to him on the radio before I was on there, gave me my first start at WNBF back in the late 80s when I came up here from uh, Wego, working radio there, and uh, bounced around a little bit, but uh, had a chance to work with some of the greats here at that time, including Bill Parker and Bernard Fianti, John Leslie and... uh, Bob Huckabone and many others. And Bob was here then. Bob Joseph was here at that time, and uh, quite a you know quite an honor really. So anyway, when I look back at it, it's something I've always aspired to do. And uh, you know when uh, when they approached me about doing news talk, I said, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not a news talk guy. I don't have a lot of political background. Uh, and when I host Bob's show, as you know, I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone because I normally. I'm not real. I, I don't feel comfortable talking about politics, and not because I don't know anything about it, or not because I don't have my own views, but because it doesn't. Re- you know, you end up getting into a shouting match with people, and, and it's not my my main mission here behind the mic is to is to you know be controversial and, and to uh, debate with people, debate with you. But I'll talk music with you, and I'll talk uh, you know lifestyles and, and anything like that, um, as I love to do that. It's less abrasive. But anyway, and we do talk a little bit. About politics, obviously, when uh, when I set in for Bob. But uh, anyway, the the past year has been uh, quite interesting, and I really have to thank all of you, the people that have uh, reached out to me, the uh, you know the emails I get, 
phone calls. I really appreciate it. I've gotten to know a lot of you through those. So, uh, in my first year here. And tomorrow on the show, towards the end of the show, uh, it is our plan to have Roger in with us in the studio here tomorrow to talk about his first year and the fact that he is going to be with us uh, the following weekend doing reports from the Dick's Sporting News Open at Enjoy. So Roger, back on the airwaves with us, doing something he does best, and only he can do it the way he does it. So uh, Roger will be back doing uh, updates for the Dick's Sporting News Open on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of July. Uh, the following weekend. So we're excited about that. We're excited about having Roger back with us again uh, tomorrow in the studio to talk about the past year, some of the things he's done. And, of course, uh, you're more welcome to call in and say hi or send some emails. Wish him well. We're uh, yeah, thrilled to have him back with us again, though. We're going to close out this hour in just a moment here. We'll check your two-day forecast and maybe uh, into the weekend. 45 degrees. to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's That's the Truth. Or That's Baloney. Alright, and uh, we have five fun facts for you right now. So let's get right into it. The first U.S. car race ever held was on Christmas Day. The first U.S. car race ever held was on Christmas Day. What do you think? That's baloney. It was actually held on Thanksgiving Day, November 27th, 1895. The Chicago Times-Herald sponsored a 54-mile race from downtown Chicago to Evanston and back. The top speed of the winning car was a whopping 7 miles an hour. Who cares? Fun fact number two. William Shakespeare is the only person to have their own Dewey Decimal Classification. William Shakespeare is the only person to have their own Dewey Decimal Classification. What do you think? That's the truth. Librarians would probably know that one. Yeah. All right. And Facebook is cited in one-third of American divorce filings. Facebook is cited in one-third of American divorce filings. What do you think? That's the truth. Sounds possible, right? Yeah. Fun fact number four. Dogs are colorblind. Dogs are colorblind. Fun fact number four. What do you think? That's baloney. No, uh, but compared to humans, they only have 20% of the cone photoreceptor cells that control color perception. Dogs see in shades of yellow and blue and cannot see the range of colors from green to red. So dogs see the colors of the world as basically yellow, blue, and gray. But they're not colorblind. And fun fact number five. Through nuclear fusion, the sun loses about 4.3 million tons of mass per second as it is transformed into energy. Through nuclear fusion, the sun loses about 4.3 million tons of mass per second as it is transformed into energy. That's the truth. I couldn't make that up. Even if I tried, I couldn't make that up. All right. Those are our fun facts for you. As we get ready for our final hour of WNBF First News Binghamton. Kathy standing by with the latest local news. We'll get sports in there for you and ABC World Headlines just moments away. For the latest information, don't forget to check out WNBF.com or download the WNBF app, which is available wherever you get your apps for free. And you can set it for push notifications to get updates on breaking stories and anything that happens in our community. We let you know about that, too. Temperatures today going to hit 
The mid-70s with lots of sun. We're at 47 degrees at WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Coming up on 8 a.m., it's ABC World News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 48 degrees at 8.04. We're looking for sunshine today, getting us a high in the low to mid-70s. Mara Grace and Sandy Monachino are the apparent winners in the Democratic nomination for the two seats opening for family court judge. Grace and Monachino led Joshua Shapiro, Pete Charnetsky, and Timothy Thane in the Democratic primary yesterday. The Republican candidates for those two positions are Veronica Gorman and Brett Noonan. Ranked choice voting, as you've been hearing about, made its debut in New York City's mayoral primary yesterday. Rather than pick just one candidate, voters got to rank several in order of preference. Even if a voter's top choice doesn't have enough votes to win, their rankings of other candidates still play a role in determining who does get the top winning vote. One downside of the system, it makes it tough to forecast a winner before the vote count is complete. There were 13 Democratic candidates ranging from former presidential candidate Andrew Yang to current frontrunner Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Another of the 13 candidates running for the Democratic nod was artist and political activist Paperboy Love Prince of Brooklyn. While the wrath of the coronavirus pandemic appears to be fading, COVID-19 is still claiming lives. Broome County health officials report another death from COVID-19, bringing the death toll to 352. Broome has had four new cases reported yesterday. Shenango County had no new cases, while Tioga and Cortland reported one additional case each. No other counties in the southern tier reported additional deaths yesterday. New York State reports 260 new positive results for the coronavirus in the Tuesday update and eight more deaths. There have been 2,094,923 cases since the start of the pandemic in New York and 50 and 42,936 New Yorkers have died since the outbreak began in March of last year. Five million dollars in emergency funding is coming to public housing authorities in the state out side of New York City, with a portion of that earmarked for the Binghamton Housing Authority. U.S. Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand say the funding is being allocated in the American Rescue Plan. Binghamton is getting $251,352, while the Ithaca Housing Authority is being given $210,672 to support tenant-based rental assistance for individuals at risk for homelessness. The largest allocation to so-called upstate housing authorities is going to the Rochester Housing Authority, which is set to receive $1,357,608. In addition to combating homelessness, the funding is aimed at assisting people who are fleeing domestic violence, human trafficking, or sexual assault. Broome County jail inmate is expected to be sentenced to five years in prison for breaking the jaw of a fellow inmate. 20-year-old Stefan Godbe pleaded guilty on Tuesday in Broome County Court to a felony count of assault. Prosecutors say Godbe had been accused of attacking another inmate on January 30th. He had been held at the jail on a probation violation. According to the district attorney's office, Godbe is to be sentenced to five years in prison with five years parole, sentencing set for August. WMBF, First News Time, 807. Local police would be able to use radar to enforce speed limits under a bill that has passed the Pennsylvania Senate. Senators voted 49 to 1 yesterday for the legislation. 
Local jurisdictions would have to pass an ordinance, train police on using radar guns, and follow the rules for regular testing and calibration of the speed measuring devices. For the first three months of use, only warnings would be issued. Pennsylvania has long limited the use of radar only to the state police, and repeated efforts to allow it for local police have never been successful. The bill was sent on to the House for its consideration. New York State Police say speed had nothing to do with it. A 34-year-old Wappingers Falls man is accused of unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. It wasn't a car or even a motorcycle. Davis McPartland was arrested shortly after 10 p.m. on June 12th for driving a stolen golf cart with two passengers on board down a public highway. The troopers say McPartland is accused of taking the golf cart from the Hanna Resort Golf Club in West Hubble Hill Road and taking his friends for a ride on State Highway 30 in Margaretville. Troopers say he showed signs of impairment and did poorly on field sobriety tests. McPartland is charged with misdemeanor driving while intoxicated and unauthorized use of a vehicle. His passengers, 37-year-old Matthew Davis of Wappingers Falls and 34-year-old Brian Davis of Beacon, New York, were charged also with unauthorized use of a vehicle. All have been ordered to appear in town of Middleton Court next month. It's 8.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WMBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WMBF 1290. WMBF Binghamton. WNBF Stay Young and Healthy. Presented by UHS Primary Care. 507 Main Street, Johnson City. And we bring in Dr. Lauren Campbell with us right now. Good morning, Dr. Campbell. Good morning. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm beautiful. The sun is shining. We're ready for a beautiful day, and uh, it's our Stay Young and Healthy segment. And, Dr. Campbell, why don't you give us an update on the Delta variant that we're hearing about? Well, the exciting news about COVID is that um, most COVID is going away. We have very little here now. But the big concern is for the Delta variant, which is a variant that's been caused um, uh, it was start. It was first discovered in India, and it's spreading around the world. And this is because of the lack of um, vac- vaccines. If we get vaccines, then we don't continue to have um, the viruses, and the viruses actually uh, change over time. Just because uh, a virus's job is to replicate itself, and and if we get a, a host that's uh, that creates a virus, it's a little bit different that has more advantages, that one becomes the dominant strain. And this Delta variant is probably the scariest one that we've seen. It, it, it occurs among people who have not been vaccinated. People who have been vaccinated have nothing to worry about with this vaccine, with this new variant. Um, we're still not seeing the numbers in uh, Broome County that we need to, to protect us all. We're still seeing people with, uh, with COVID coming in, still being hospitalized. Um, luckily, we haven't had any deaths recently. Uh, but doesn't mean it can't happen again. So pe- people that uh, – we have plenty of vaccine, though, in the area, right, Doctor? 
plenty of vaccine. In fact, right now you can walk in right this minute and, uh, and get your vac- get your first vaccine or get your only vaccine if you want to get the Johnson & Johnson. It's available multiple places in the county. All you have to do is go to any pharmacy or the um, county's uh, tent and it's, uh, and it's down uh, somewhere near Walmart. Yeah, it's free. So down there, you can see it. Right? Yeah. And it's free. Why not do it? Uh, right. do- Dr. Campbell, we also, uh, and I don't know if there's a, a there's been an outbreak or more of an outbreak in this, but you wanted to, to, to talk about hepatitis C as well. Well, did you know that there's multiple different types of hepatitis? And of the viral hepatitis, which is an, an inflammation or infection of the liver, there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, we're heading down the alphabet here. But the, mo- the one of most concerned to physicians uh, across the country and across the world is hepatitis C. And this is one that uh, the CDC now recommends um, that everybody from age 18 to 79 be, uh, become tested. We're finding that most of the infections are occurring in, in people who lived through the, um, uh, through the uh, 70s and 80s. It's actually of older people who don't even know they've got it. It's a, a transmission uh, is by blood um, and... Um, and uh, so what we are urging is everybody in that age group up to age 79 and the older people more so get tested for hepatitis C at least once because hepatitis C is 100% curable. It's curable, and we've got a number of different treatments for it, and the treatments are pretty pretty simple. Um, it's just pills. Um, and so hepatitis C doesn't have to uh, become a problem. It becomes a chronic illness. And uh, in most uh, most people, like 30% of people who get it, it becomes a chronic illness, and you don't even know you've got symptoms of it. So people so can never ha- failure. So, doctor, people can actually have hepatitis C and carry it for many years and not know it. And that's that's more the rule than the exception. Uh, mm. Carrying it for 30 to 40 years uh, without knowing it wow. is the rule because it is basically asymptomatic until it starts inflaming the liver and, and cause causing problems. We want to get it before that happens, and uh, uh, we want to uh, put in, uh, get people better from that. So, so, so Dr. Campbell, people can uh, can get, t- is, there, is there a test so they can find out if they have it or not? Absolutely, and, and if people wish to get tested and wish to become our patients, we are taking on new patients at uh, uh, Johnson City Family Care at 507 Main Street in Johnson City, right next to the 201 overpass, and to get hold of us. The phone number is 607-763-6075. All right, Dr. Campbell, as always, appreciate uh, your tips, and we encourage everyone to get their vaccines and also stay young and healthy. And we are here to help you stay young and healthy. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Campbell. Get outside. All right. Bye now. UHS Primary Care Johnson City, our Stay Young and Healthy segment. We'll be talking with Joe Stanley coming up next. It's UM News, sports, weather, and information you need to know. Join Doug Mosier and Kathy White weekday mornings beginning at 530 for First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290. You and the law. With Joe Stanley, presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And as the sun shines, we bring in Joe Stanley. Good morning, Joe. Good 
Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm glad it's shining where you are. It's not shining where I am, but it's supposed to be shining later in the day. We're sending it your way, Joe. All right. <laughs> a lot of things going on in the news, and another problem in the light of all the electronic vehicles now that we're getting is uh, fires and how to deal with them. Yeah, apparently there was a the NTSB put out a report saying that the the, the rules if, such that they are are not well laid out and and do not uh, adequately advise first responders on how to deal with you know fires from electronic vehicles or you know electric vehicles I'm sorry which makes sense you know yeah. uh, you know you've been trying to deal with gasoline fires for 100 years in cars and there's a good, obviously they know how to deal that deal with that but uh yeah I, and uh, they say that that should be immediately addressed because we're going to have more and more of them. Yeah, and the methodology behind putting out a battery fire is a lot different than putting out a gasoline fire. So yeah, well, and yeah, may if you don't do it right, you put the first responders at serious risk and maybe uh, people nearby. So yeah, yeah, and electrocution even possible if uh, you know if you're putting water on it or whatever. But yeah, good, that's a good point. And really, in light of uh, all the new electronic cars coming out too, something that they they got to figure out soon. Um, also yeah. mentioned. Uh, the Tesla crashes and uh, what's going on with those? Well, apparently there were have been thirty Tesla crashes over the, uh, the, since twenty sixteen involving ten deaths that they're investigating where autopilot might be uh, involved. And you know we talked about this is that you know uh, you know technology is a wonderful thing, but yeah. I'm not I'm not that convinced that self driving cars are. Are, are are that reliable at this point, anyways? You and me both, and probably several other people as well, Joe. Uh, and also something going on with the insurance companies now, where they're trying to ban uh, the forced arbitrations going on. Well, yeah, you know, right now the forced arbitration is probably not a good thing for uh, you know the insurance companies want to do that, and they want to really uh, make sure that everybody has the right to legal access. They can choose arbitration if they want, but they can bring a lawsuit if they don't. The problem with forced arbitrations, and, and that happens in a lot of situations that people might not be aware of, is that arbitration itself is not theoretically bad. The problem is is when the uh, one side can determine who the arbitrators are and what the rules of the forum are and, uh, you know, how the decisions are made. That allows your, you know, somebody to be the judge jury and executioner so to speak instead of uh, being a fair you know a tribunal sounds like you're somebody that's been involved personally in these <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know i know the i know the, the good the bad and the ugly of those processes yes obviously uh and also uh this the, the ongoing unruly passengers on on uh, planes and i guess pilots and flight crew and everybody are really trying to figure out what to do with this and they're asking the yeah. government for help yeah, they're urging the government to, to start strictly prosecuting anybody that engages in unruly behavior because apparently it's gotten out of hand. And it, you know, if I'm a pilot or a flight attendant, I'm I'm I already have enough things to worry about, and I, you know, I don't, you know, if I'm flying the plane, I don't really want to worry about the passengers getting out of control back there. I'm supposed to be flying the plane. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and again, you know, you have pe- people on the flights that are, you know, they have children or families, and, and they're already a little nervous about flying, and then you have these people that are just creating all kinds of problems when they really don't need to. So, Well, 
you know, Doug, just think about it. We don't want distracted drivers of cars, and we certainly don't want a distracted driver of our plane. At least me, if I'm on a plane, I want my pilot not distracted. He's supposed to be there paying attention all the time. And we know what happens when pilots are distracted. Really bad things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with that. That's a really good point. Uh, We also talked about the AI machines that McDonald's have now in some of the uh, different locations. I've seen some of this on like uh, on the internet looking at it. I've never actually experienced one, but apparently there's issues with data. Right. Well, there's a lawsuit brought in Illinois that it, it's an illegal collection of biometric data because the AI machines record whatever they're recording to figure out who you are, and they're storing it, and allegedly they're making it available uh, uh, for other, you know, as a data source, meaning that your biometric data now becomes in the public domain, which I don't think when you go to McDonald's you're agreeing to put your biometric data in the public domain, but that could be happening, and so they're saying that's a violation of Illinois law, and actually a violation of law in a lot of states. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, obviously a little dangerous, too, depending on how much information they give out. That is true, but, you know, it's the brave new world of the digital world. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me a little uneasy. Also, uh, Smith Foods. There's actually uh, they they are trying to, uh, I guess, proclaim that uh, there's a meat shortage. Well, apparently during the pandemic, there's a lawsuit. Another, you know, I don't even believe the news anymore. Is that all these bad things that went on? But apparently, Smith Foods falsely encourage you know falsely were saying during the pandemic and i remember now you know there were news stories that there was going to be a meat shortage because of the pandemic but they apparently just made it up because there was plenty of meat and actually an excess of some kind so that they could raise prices and justify their uh, you know unsafe uh workplace uh, you know, where they weren't protecting their workers for COVID and making them come back into work, et cetera. So that'll be an interesting lawsuit to follow, and that's rather disheartening to yeah. say the least that they would engage in that kind of behavior during the pandemic. But I guess it's not surprising. Tom. Yeah, this, it is. You know what else is disheartening is is the lack of people getting back to work and people that don't want to work. You know. You know, it's kind of puzzling because, you know, the unemployment benefits is, I don't, I don't you know, I don't really see it as that, you know, and, and most of them are ending anyways. But I, I, I really think that the, the thing we're seeing here is people are getting out of retail at a, at a, at a record pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really think that is that um, people got to stay home and figured out ways of dealing with things. And I think you're going to lose, you know, both, you know, a percentage of people that have decided that it's not worth going back to work under those circumstances or for those pays uh, because they figured out something different. I think that's really what the answer is, whether it's mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whoever, that they decided that their works that we figured out only one of us, you know, a, a, a different way of dealing with things because they've had a year and a half. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing all kinds of signs all over town, Joe, with people uh, offering up, employers offering a lot more money for them to come work uh, at those places where normally they wouldn't get as much money. So if that's going to come around full circle. We're going to end up paying for that anyway. We're the consumers. So well, and I agree. You know, I don't mind people having a uh, having a living wage. That's all right with me. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I again, I'm, it, may, it must not be all about money. You know what I yeah. mean? It just because it it if it was all about money people would be flooding out again, you know, to get 
you know, the extra pay and whatever. So there's obviously the pandemic triggered something. And, you know, and I, and it may be because, you know, schools, kids that weren't in schools, aren't in schools. There's nobody around. There's no child care. There's all sorts of issues that may have limited people from getting back in the workforce regardless of the pay. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. It's, it, it definitely does. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Joe, if uh, people are interested in hiring Stanley Law or they need to consult with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? We got no shortage here, Doug. So. I was going to ask you that. I didn't. Want, I don't know if I should or not, but I was going to ask no, you. No shortage here. Uh, StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. They're fully staffed and ready for you, and together they can get you the maximum awards. Joe, as always, it's a pleasure talking with you. I look forward to speaking with you again next Wednesday. Thanks, Doc. All right, have a good day. Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Office is another segment of You at... Wake up with the news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. The WNBF Twin Tiers forecast calling for sunshine today. A little on the cool side, but fairly seasonable in the low to mid-70s for a high. Senate Republicans have blocked debate of a sweeping overhaul of how elections are run in the U.S. Congressional Democrats have been pushing a bill as an urgent response to the 2020 election and a spate of new Republican laws this year tightening voting rules in the states. Republicans have long opposed Democrats' efforts to overhaul election administration in the U.S. and say the reforms being proposed are more about ensuring Democratic victories and fairness in voting. Democratic leaders say their efforts to pass the bill will continue. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams appears to have taken a fragile lead in New York City's crowded Democratic mayoral race. What makes it more interesting for the rest of the state is looking at how the votes were cast, as it's the first city's major contest to use ranked choice voting. That means people headed to the polls yesterday got to pick their favorites, ranking them from one to five. As Ballot County began Tuesday, Adams led Sanitation Commissioner Catherine Garcia Garcia and attorney Maya Wiley. The winner is far from certain. There's still many absentee ballots to be counted in the coming weeks. Guardian Angels founder Chris Siwa won the Republican mayoral primary. Unofficial results in primary voting yesterday in Broome County has Democrats seeking Mara Grace and Sandy Monachino for the two seats opening for family court judge. Grace garnered 2,349 votes, or 31.59 percent. Monachino, 2,225, or 29.2 percent. Followed by Joshua Shapiro at 16.71 percent. Pete Charnetsky at 11.09 percent. Timothy Thane at 10.54 percent and 11 write-in votes. Grace and Monachino will appear on the ballot with Republican conservative candidates Veronica Gorman and Brett Noonan. For the unexpired town council term in Kirkwood, Sandy Wasson is the apparent choice of Republicans. Wasson got 114 votes to Mark Latini's 58 votes and Brian Kinney Jr.'s 46. There were no write-ins. Fire crews were on the scene earlier today of a shed fire in the town of Binghamton. Authorities were called with a report of a structure fire on Mildred Street between Jefferson and Franklin Streets. And around quarter after four, there were no injuries. Town of Binghamton firefighters had the blaze out in less than 20 minutes to cause that fire under investigation. Well, Monday evening, severe weather mainly skipped Broome, Tioga, Shenango, and Cortland counties. The National Weather Service is confirming a tornado in Tompkins County. The EF1 tornado reportedly packed winds of 90 miles an hour. 
pushed a shed off a foundation, ripped up trees, and damaged a fence in the area of the Yellow Barn State Forest near Route 38 in Dryden. In addition to damage in the state forest, tornado damage was reported at a neighboring farm on Irish Settlement Road. There were no injuries. The tornado was on the ground for about 10 minutes and crossed over two and a half miles, according to the National Weather Service. Scattered power outages, meanwhile, reported by New York State Electric and Gas in Shenango, Tioga, and Delaware counties due to those thunderstorms, with most of those restored by late morning or early afternoon. Tompkins County and the Ithaca area, however, reported much heavier storm damage, and hundreds of nice customers were out service into the afternoon. Well, traffic is moving well, aside from some morning fog issues today, as most of the, for most of the part of the region. But late yesterday morning was a whole nother story, as two separate crashes within an hour of each other closed down part of Interstate 81 south and around Exit 3. New York State Police say in that first crash, a driver of a pickup truck was injured when the GMC was hit by a Kia Optima at around 9.30 a.m. near mile marker 3 between Exit it's mile market 10 between exits two and three. The truck left the road and overturned. The pickup driver, whose name has not been released, was transported to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City with what troopers described as serious injuries. The driver of the Kia was not hurt. The investigation continues. The left lane of I-81 was closed down while authorities were working at the scene. Meanwhile, another crash happened about an hour later, just north of the scene of the first collision. A tractor trailer was approaching the first incident and jackknifed across the lanes. That closed the highway at exit 3 for several hours into the early afternoon as equipment had to be brought in to remove the tractor trailer. This is where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a reminder coming up a little after 9 this morning, it's WNBF's Binghamton now with Bob Joseph, followed by the Dan Bongino Show. Made its debut on Monday, so Dan is with us now weekdays, noon to 3 on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Busy day today. Today is always busy. We talk to many organizations around our community. It's also Workforce Wednesdays now with our Broomtown at Workforce New York. And we've created a partnership with this great organization to bring you information about job openings and also some interesting information and job tips to help you out, too, if you're trying to get back out there in the workplace. Steve is joining us right now from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. We uh, are... Providing information, well, I should say you are providing information to people that are prospective uh, job seekers. And one of the things that you do a lot, Steve, is uh, you have a lot of job fairs. You create a lot of synergies with or- organizations, employers here in the area. So what are some of the things that would help people if they get ready to participate in a job fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that we're ramping up for right now is the Rumble Ponies Grand Slam Job Fair on July 6th, uh, Tuesday, July 6th, from 4.30 to 6.30. Um, and so we've got, you know, 40-some-odd employers already signed up. I think we're going to have, I think it's a maximum of 50, and that's just a ton of employers, even more jobs, even more positions for each of those job titles. And so... Like you said, what we wanted to go over was just some some ideas on what you can do to prepare for that job fair and make sure that you get the most out of the time that you're there so that you can enjoy the Rumble Ponies game afterwards without any fear that you might have bungled something up. Yeah. 
Sounds good. So what are some of the things we should know if we're getting uh, ready for that job fair? Um, so the biggest thing that I'm probably going to talk about is preparation for the job fair. Um, a lot of people consider the job fair to be the end all uh, of the event, but preparation and you know, like going in there with a game plan is really your biggest key to success. Uh, if, you know, the first thing you want to do, like I said, we've got 50-some-odd employers, is give us a call and find out who's going to be there. Find out who you're going to be heading straight for. With that many people in the stadium and that many people you know, wandering around the area, you want to make sure that you've got a game plan. You know exactly who you're going to speak, be speaking with. You know what job position you're going to be talking about. And you want to just kind of look up a little bit about those companies so you have some questions to talk to them about when you get there. You know, get to know your recruiter and let them know you've done a little bit of research with your resume in hand. And, you know, that's that's step one, doing the preparation. Um, particularly with our Rumble Ponies job fair, we have a registration going on. So you can register ahead of time, make sure you get yourself in on the ground floor. And that does come with a free ticket to the 635 game that day. So you got a little bit of added incentive there. Um, meet with some employers, get to see a baseball game. Um, and then you also just want to make sure that you have a tailored resume, again, for all those positions that you're interested in. And everybody's got a lot of skills, a lot of skill sets that you know can help them find spots in different locations. But if you're providing a resume to a specific recruiter, you want to make sure that it's speaking their language. Um, and, you know, that's where Broom Tiger Workforce can help. You give us a call, 607-778-6441. Um, we can set you up with an appointment. you got two weeks. Again, the job fair is on July 6th. To come in, meet with one of our counselors, we can sit you down and help you build that resume so that it's got all those keywords, it's got the skills that the recruiters are going to be looking for, and really give yourself an edge you know, ahead of the game. Yeah, you know, and one of the things you mentioned, Steve, and I, I think you're spot on with this, is being prepared, doing a little research uh, on the employer that you're seeking a job through. Because, And I've done this firsthand by uh, going to job fairs and as an employer looking to hire people. If you have a passion for my company and you're, you're enthusiastic about it and stuff, I'm more likely to put you in the possible callback files or the interview files or even, or even possibly hire you for the job. So that's important to do that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. And and the benefit, you know, of that of in bringing that passion with you, like you said, you're definitely going in that pile. Um, but what I like to tell a lot of my customers that I meet with is when you go to these job fairs and you're doing these recruitments, um, you're not the only one being recruited. You have an opportunity here to talk to the personnel at the organizations that you are interested in and give them questions that let you know whether or not they're a good fit for you as well. Um, and I like to think of it as a bit more of a back and forth. Everybody's trying to find the right fit for each other. And so if you do a little bit of research and you come with questions prepared, you know a little bit more about the organization, you know, you're showing initiative and you both know how you're going to fit into that organization. I think it really helps you build a rapport. It helps you make an impression. And that's super important when some when a recruiter is there for two hours meeting with a bunch of people interested in positions. I totally agree with you. Every company organization has a so-called mission statement, and you can find out more about them. Steve, if people are interested in getting a list of the employers that are going to be at this job fair, what's the best way to do that? Um, so our buddy Preston has organized a list, a uh, customer handout, 
So we have that available. You can give us a call, again, 607-778-2136 is our general line. You can call Preston at uh, 778-6405. You can give me a call at 778-6441. We can provide you with that information. Um, You know, some of the highlights, we've got SAM Screen, we've got Lords, we've got Willow Run Foods, Tioga Downs Casino, you know, and that's just a few. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, and you're, like I said, you are in touch with basically uh, the workforce here in our area, thus Broom Tioga Workforce New York. Folks, uh, been through some of the programs up there. I know many people that have been through the program, Steve, and it, they work. If you're really looking for a job, you're looking to switch careers, this organization can help you out. And I look forward to more Workforce Wednesday. Wednesdays, I think these are a great opportunity for us to let uh, the listeners know what you have to offer, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, there's, I think we're one of the best kept secrets of Broome County sometimes. We've got a whole bunch of, you know, resources on hand that, that we would just love to, to spread out into the community. And we just need, you know, we want more people through these doors every day. We're excited to, to share our experience and our expertise and, and get everybody working. You can find out more, too, at BroomTiogaWorks.com. And uh, we're spreading the word here, Steve, as well. We'll look forward to another Workforce Wednesday. And, of course, our job reports, folks, every weekday around 845 here on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Steve, enjoy the sunshine. Absolutely. You, too. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Bye. Bye now. Room Tiger Workforce New York, the job fair coming up. Uh, get in touch with them. If you need them, they are there to help. All the latest news, weather, traffic, and sports, just like you like them. Welcome to First News Binghamton. And I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, the worst is over now. The morning sun is shining like a red rubber ball. Doug Mosier, and we welcome you to uh, the tail end of our WNBF First News Binghamton segment here. Bob Joseph coming in next with Binghamton Now, and then the Dan Bongino Show from noon to 3 as we get ready to uh, round up our hump day show right here. Uh, big news tonight, at, well, in the sporting world, that is. Atlanta at Milwaukee, game one in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's How is that going to match up? Atlanta, Trey Young has been playing phenomenal in uh, the tandem between him and Clint Capello and some of the other guys have been uh, incredible as well. Uh, Borgon Bogdanovich, and I know I, I butcher these names, but uh, he's been playing as well. He's been playing well uh, with his three-point range, but feels that uh, you know he's got other other opportunities to help the team, other ways to help the team out. I should say a lot of my better games this year, I've, I've gotten kind of the mid-range game going, and that's gotten the rest of my game going in the three-ball and trying not to settle just for threes and, and getting into the paint and making plays. So that was kind of a focus for me early on, and seemed to have worked. I think the biggest challenge for the Hawks is how do you stop Giannis? The guy is just he's well, they call him the Greek freak for a reason. He's just he's a freak of nature. The guy can the guy is almost seven feet tall. And he dribbles the ball like a guard down the, you know, and I mean, uh, he's just incredible. And I think the biggest thing is his length. He can get from the top of the key in like one step and lay it up, you know. So stopping him is going to be very difficult for the Atlanta Hawks. And they've got a better three-point range, I think, than, than the Nets had, or rather than the Nets, than Philadelphia had, I should say. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting matchup. Another interesting matchup is Tampa Bay. At the Islanders. Now, how are the Islanders going to bounce back after being completely humili- humiliated and annihilated eight to nothing in a hockey game? Eight to nothing. 
That's just, I mean, that's just, I don't know what that does to your psyche, but they're going to need to come back tonight and rally to try to tie this series up. So that's good. those are two interesting games. Uh, I'm going to be interested in seeing what the outcome is as we uh, go into tomorrow morning. On the show tomorrow, joining us a little bit later on in the show will be Roger Neal. He's going to come in. It's been a year since Roger has retired, and uh, it's my one-year anniversary here as the host of Double Ding NBA First News Binghamton, so we'll have some things to talk about, maybe some special guests popping in, uh, but certainly having Roger in the studio and talking about uh, his upcoming role with us, doing reports from the Dick Sporting Goods Open next weekend, not this weekend, but the 4th of July weekend. From Enjoy. So, Roger, back on the WNBF airwaves. As we said, that was going to happen, and it finally is uh, coming, and we're excited about it. So, uh, more on that coming up. We'll check your forecast into the weekend on the way and get ready to wrap up WNBF First News Binghamton as we get ready for Bob Joseph and Binghamton now. 47 degrees. First Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, well, traffic looking good right now. No reports this morning uh, at this point of any huge tie ups or accidents, but we'll keep you updated uh, throughout the morning. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast lots of sunshine today with temperatures in the low to mid 70s. For tonight, clear, low in the low 50s. Sunshine on Thursday, low 80s. Mostly sunny Friday. Mid-80s once again. And for the weekend, partly sunny both days. Chance of afternoon showers both days with temperatures in the mid to upper 80s for the weekend. So it's going to be a hot weekend. We're at 48 degrees right now as we wrap up uh, the final moments of WNBF's First News Binghamton. Always a pleasure to have you along with us. So uh, Facebook rolls out an invite, and with more on that, ABC's Michelle Franzen. Facebook is opening the door to live audio rooms this week. Facebook will now let select users join in live conversations on its platform. And Gadget's Carissa Bell says it's the tech giant's answer to Clubhouse. Where essentially users can join for live conversations and, you know, talk to each other in real time. Justin Davis is CEO and co-founder of Spectrum Labs. He says Facebook is betting audio creators will find the company's algorithms appealing because it gives their content a broader reach. You can take advantage of the network effect of social platforms to to drive that audience, right, in a manner that has never been seen before. But he says the company will have to contend with the challenges of moderating live conversations, like determining the difference between hate speech and sarcasm. It's going to come with specific type nuance and subjectivity that's really hard to identify if this thing is coming from a negative place. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Thank you, Michelle. WNBF First News Time is 8.57. Check out WNBF.com for the latest information. We're always updating the information on our webpage, too, so you'll always get the most up-to-date stories that are going on around our community and the world as well. If there's anything huge, you can also sign up for the WNBF app or download the app wherever you get yours. It's free. Put it on your smartphone or your tablet and receive push notifications if uh, a late-breaking story comes up. We always let you know what's going on. And there's always more information at WNBF.com. Plus, you can listen to us live either through the app or right on our website. 
And if you miss a show, we're on podcast, so you can check it out. WNBF's First News Binghamton, WNBF's Binghamton Now with Bob Joseph, and Southern Tier Close-Up, our 15-minute public affairs weekly program hosted by Kathy White. They're all available on the podcast, and sometimes it takes a few, few days to get some of that up, so if you don't see it right away, doesn't mean it won't be there. Uh, we, uh, we try to get it up as soon as we can so that it's available to you sometime sooner. Find out why hundreds were left in the dark following Twin Tiers thunderstorms. Uh, new airboat now in use by the uh, airboat that is now in use by the Broom Sheriff Marine Unit. Coming up, uh, there's also going to be a passport fair, and that article will be coming up soon, including some information on why you should get a passport, not just for leaving the country. All part of uh, our always updated, always informative website with its contributors being Bob Joseph, Kathy White, and myself. want to thank our guests, as we always do. Every Wednesday, it's a very busy show. I want to thank Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions for the tip of the week. We talked about the child tax credit that's going to be coming around the 15th of next month and uh, what you should be looking for possibly uh, be receiving a letter in the mail if you have dependent children. Also talk to Dr. Lauren Campbell from Dr. Young's office, UHS Primary Care in Johnson City. Talked about the the new variant that's out. Joe Stanley with you and the law on several lawsuit issues, things that are going on around our country, including uh, electronic battery fires now, which are starting to become an issue as uh, more and more electric cars are out on the road and how to deal with them and how first responders should deal with them. Flight attendants and pilots asking the government to do something about unruly passengers and many other things as well. Plus, Steve from Broomtauga Workforce for our Workforce Wednesday, Wednesday job tips on uh, job fairs and upcoming jobs that uh, you may be looking for. So I want to thank all of them. Get ready for Bob Joseph, WNBF's Binghamton Now, followed by the Dan Bongino Show from noon to 3, and I'll be back here with you again tomorrow morning with Kathy White. WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com.